Welcome back to One Nail at a Time, insights for building your patient's medical home. I'm Lori. And I'm Michelle, and we're with the Alberta Medical Association. So this week, Michelle, we trekked across Calgary to visit a very busy clinic. And this time in the podcast, we talked not only to a physician, uh, we talked to uh, the RN mm-hmm. in the clinic, and as well, we hit a milestone and mm-hmm. we've interviewed our first patient. Yeah. And so when you're thinking about which implementation element this particular podcast uh, focused on, I, I think we went into it thinking it was team-based care, but I think coming out, we realize it also is patient-centered interactions, which is not surprising because it's hard not to have interaction <laughs> between these elements. Um, and we were also just talking on our way out about the um, sort of joy at work aspect as well and the, and the incredible the camaraderie. camaraderie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and how um, Bill kind of commented and how that, that kept bringing him back to the clinic and, and enjoying his time working on his health, which is surprising. Yeah. Bill also made one comment after we uh, wrapped up the podcast and put all the equipment away. Uh, and that was, he was lamenting that he had forgot to mention how fantastic Dr. Kim's hair is. Oh, which, and we will never know the impact that that has had on his health. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. So we apologize to all of the listeners uh, that you can't see Dr. Kim's hair, uh, but we promise <laughs> you there's lots of great, uh, great conversation in the podcast today. Absolutely. Let's take a listen. We're here in Northeast Calgary in a very busy clinic um, with Dr. James Kim, Nurse Sharon Parmar, and patient Bill Olson. Thank you so much for having us and taking time out. I know I know this is uh, a busy time. Well, I'm sure they're all busy times. But, um, but we'd love for you to just introduce yourselves. Tell us a little bit about you. And uh, and then I heard your story about a year ago. And uh, I think I think people will be really interested to hear how, how you do things and how that evolved. Okay, so, so I'll start. So my name is James Kim. I'm a general practitioner working in northeast of Calgary uh, with a special interest in uh, chronic disease management, uh, especially uh, in the field of diabetes, um, chronic migraine, and asthma COPD. Great. I'm Bill Olson, and I've been a patient here for a year and a half, and I have diabetes. And my name is Sharon Parmar. I am a registered nurse with Mosaic Primary Care Network, and my main focus is chronic disease management. Great. And so I'll let Dr. Kim maybe start um, to kind of give us a bit of background on, on why we're here with with your patient Bill and what the story is around. Okay, so um, about uh, two years ago, um, I I was introduced to Sharon. So uh, so I was told by our MOAs that we have a new nurse uh, waiting to join in our clinics and by the uh, PCN. So uh, I I remember I uh, went to the room and I saw this young, very vibrant, uh, happy, uh, forever smiling <laughs> young lady but uh, after a few minutes of conversation with her I realized that this lady is a real deal and uh, she was really passionate about patient care with a lot of uh, resources and knowledges uh, and skill sets that I definitely lacked before Sharon came and um, uh, we didn't have a nurse for a while and I was trying to do a lot of um, uh, um, allied healthcare kind of work uh, where I wasn't really well trained for. So I was sending patients to dietitians or to allied healthcare professionals. 
But we knew that um, when the patient leaves the door, unless if it's a referral to the specialist or to MRI, CT scan and stuff like that, the patients usually don't follow up um, or the follow-up rate is not very high. Um, so we are failing there a bit. So um, when Sharon came, uh, it was so good to have someone here four days a week where uh, we could keep everything in-house, um, have the management done uh, in terms of allied healthcare professional uh, in the same place. And, uh, and it really showed uh, from the patient satisfaction and their overall outcome has improved significantly. Um, so very happy to have Sharon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, thank you for that. Uh, but yeah, we are, we, I think the biggest thing is definitely our, um, how we work together and our physician buy-in. So if you have a physician that buys into your service and you, they know the impact that it can have uh, overall on a patient and we've seen a lot of successful results, um, not only blood work, but when it comes to their overall uh, mental well-being, I think we've done great, great work in that sense and just having that one place where a patient can go to and they can see their nurse and they can see their physician and they actually feel like they've accomplished something at the doctor's office. So that's really our main goal here. And I think we've done quite well and so. definitely <laughs> Bill will speak to that. <laughs> but we've, I think we've done really, really well and teamwork is the dream work is what I say. So it's been good so far. Yeah. And, um, and just to mention that this uh, teamwork approach is uh, actually a science-based approach that has been proven in many different uh, chronic disease managements. Um, so in diabetes as well, there was a massive trial called Stenos 2 trial that have uh, proven this uh, and so on. Um, but it's not, um, it's not just the um, having a nurse uh, in the clinic that actually helps. It's, uh, it's, I really think uh, Sharon is a little, not a little, uh, quite special in a sense that she's I'll really passionate. <laughs> yeah. uh, quite passionate, yeah, so I want the $5. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very passionate about patient care um, and, uh, and, and her knowledge and uh, the skill set really sets her apart as well. So, so it's good to have someone who is kind of on the same page. Um, so, so thank you. <laughs> thank you. So Bill, let's, let's go to you. Tell us a bit about how you ended up here and what your experience was as a new patient. So we were getting ready for a vacation and I wasn't feeling great. Uh, was and wasn't sure what it was at all and so came to see Dr. Kim and he took a blood measurement and I was really high and in sugar and so sent me to the lab and said listen just go there don't eat before you get there uh, they'll probably phone you and say uh, you need to go to see your physician right away don't worry we're we're looking after it and uh, so I said, do I cancel my vacation? He said, no, you have some time and we'll, we'll just meet with you every day. And uh, so the next day I came in and he introduced me to Sharon. They sat down with me and then my wife and I came in to see Sharon and I had my phone and I put on record and I recorded everything she said for Not an hour. Not intimidating at all. <laughs> she took out all of her object lessons, things and uh, all her gadgets and explained uh, the process and diet and, and all of that. So it was really and I good. will say, after that first meeting, when you guys did record me, <laughs> I didn't know where this trajectory was going to go, but it went really well, and we're here sitting yeah. all together today. So. <laughs> it went well. Yeah, it did. 
Sounds like you have an exemplar patient in Bill, but definitely, uh, Dr. Kim, what has the experience been with other patients? You men- mentioned earlier that you have improved patient outcomes as well as improved patient satisfaction, but how has that how has that gone with engaging patients to see? Sharon. Yeah, so uh, so Sharon, I, I hope you don't mind saying this, but she's a vegetarian, but... Um, <laughs> He's a meat-itarian. Uh, yes. <laughs> and the way I explain to patients that Sharon knows things that I don't know, and she knows things a lot better in certain areas of medicine that I am almost clueless about. <laughs> uh, and I sometimes tell patients that... Uh, she has a persuasion that can convince the vegetarian to start eating meat, <laughs> uh, except that she cannot do it herself. But, <laughs> but um, I mean, the, in the beginning, I, it was more like a testing to see how good she was. But then I would ask the patients afterwards how their sessions went. And I would actually follow up and their lifestyle did change. Um, so they give me a lot of confidence for me to start referring patients to Sharon. So, so, th- so that became a very easy buy-in for me. Um, and from patient's perspective, all I need them is to see her just once because then I know that they will uh, see her uh, most of the times. Um, so uh, it just in the beginning, like I was kind of like testing the water, but after that, it's it was very easy to convince the patients and uh, once i have a good patient uh doctor relationship uh with my patients then they trust me thankfully and um and they trusted what service that sharon was going to provide yeah Yeah. how do you coordinate and communicate with each other because again it's busy so how how do you do that well we catch each other when we can (laughs) that's one thing so if dr kim has like if i don't have an already booked schedule and dr kim has patients that um, need to be seen and I do have some free time. Like sometimes he'll quickly pop in, we'll do a five minute meeting, go over everything and then he'll bring the patient in. Um, So either that way or it's just, okay, she's fully booked today so you have to reschedule. And surprisingly, we actually do have a pretty good rate of people coming and following up and I think it's because we're supporting that medical home model and patients think, well, okay, if I go back to see the doctor and I still haven't seen the nurse, he's gonna bring it up. <laughs> so it's almost yeah. like a, a little bit of a, a task for them and it is, you have to kind of get patients engaged and it's really hard to do that sometimes. So having the doctors buy in and saying, hey, yes, I want you to see the nurse before you come and see me, which is what we used to mm-hmm. do in the beginning. Yes. Um, that really, really helped and it did um, help build my patient load here as well, just to see more patients come in and then usually they, the second time around, they usually come in on their own because they benefited so much from the first meeting. So I think it just, that's mostly how we do it. Yeah, no, I, yeah I, uh, I trust uh, Sharon's decisions and her assessments a lot. I mean, it's been two years now, so, uh, so we have a good relationship and trust and respect for each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, sometimes if I'm not in the clinic, uh, sometimes Sharon would text me and say, doc, you know, this is what happened with this patient and so on. Is there something you would like me to add and stuff like that? Then I would just text back or email back, phone her back uh, and she would relay the message. So, so that's a, one of the ways that I communicate with Sharon if I'm not in the clinic. Um, but if I'm in the clinic, then uh, we talk to each other of, about our patients like all the time he eats my ear off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. and Bill you I assume 
you know, you've, you've had medical care mm -hmm. before. Right. What's different for you? Well, because of the way they, they uh, treat you, medicine doesn't happen to you. You're mm -hmm. a participant and you're responsible for your own um, looking after yourself. Uh, they sit down and they explain, okay, this is what this number measures. This is the, the ideal place. This is where we're aiming for. And so it's not something that you're just sitting on the sidelines thinking, oh, I hope it goes well. You're, yeah. You have some targets, you have some, some goals, you have some uh, measurements that even between appointments you can, can sort of look to. And so it, I, I'm a participant in this. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And is that something that the two of you, you know, thought and had a discussion about how we're going to make patients feel like a participant or did it just naturally happen? I think it was pretty natural. And I think it also depends, like Bill's our superstar patient. <laughs> um, obviously, it's patient dependent as well. But I think it just I think the biggest thing is, is that it, it all depends on how their first meeting goes. So if they usually gain something out of that and we usually say, OK, well, we can offer you all this information six times a week, but if you don't use it and actually apply it, it doesn't mean anything. Right. So I think, and I'm really, I'm really blunt like that, and I think that's what we need in healthcare too, is just kind of some straightforward comments that actually, you know, make a difference in someone's life and say, yeah, this is gonna be on me. She can give me all the diabetic medications and all this stuff in the world, but until I don't make a lifestyle change, things won't change. So I think, I think it was almost natural. I think so, yeah. It, uh, I think we were kind of in the same uh, brain wavelength uh, yeah. when it comes to patient approach and patient management. So, so it did come very naturally, yeah. So we like to wrap up by asking um, what advice you would give to your colleagues. So I'd actually like to ask all three of you um, to hear from you, Dr. Kim. Uh, Sharon, what advice would you give to your um, multidisciplinary team colleagues? And Bill, what would you say to other patients? Okay, so, uh, so yeah, I'll just start. Um, so uh, I just want to emphasize again, uh, going away from traditional medicine where the doctor was the kind of leading everything and, uh, and the rest were kind of following. Um, I think those days are gone. Uh, I think we are all on the same uh, level playing field. Uh, one is not better than the other, doctors not better than uh, nurses, nurses not better than doctors and so on. So, And as mentioned, the science have shown that the multidisciplinary team approach really, really helps overall. Um, so I think the key thing is to acknowledge that there are helps available um, and when you get those helps incorporated into the patient care, then I mean, why don't you just give it a try and see what happens you know, to your patient's um, overall outcome and their satisfaction overall. I mean, it, it is actually traumatic. So I would say um, let's respect each other, whoever they are, um, and even the MOAs working in the front desk because they are part of the team too. Mm -hmm. Make sure we get everybody involved if possible. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that, especially being a registered nurse and um, experiencing the hierarchy quite consistently throughout my career. And this is probably the first time where I feel like I'm a level player on the same playing field. And it's nice. Um, it's nice to know that your physician has that much confidence in you as well. So thank you for that. Mm. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's honestly, I think it's, 
the nurse that you is in place and as long as you have a good approach and you are looking to make a difference and make a change you can but if you go in with a different attitude and say eh it's up to them then it is kind of just you kind of do leave it up to them but i always say it's it's a 50/50 partnership it takes two hands to clap so um if i put one hand forward i expect the patient to put one back and we see great results so if i could say anything to all the other registered nurses out there is that you do have the power to change somebody's life and it just takes sometimes a little more of a push from you but um it's definitely possible and uh, we've seen it happen so yeah last word to our patients <laughs> <laughs> for me uh just even coming here it's an enjoyable experience it's a helpful experience uh they look after you well um they listen to you uh when i have a difficulty and i don't have an appointment for a while i can phone or text and leave a message and and they get back to me um it's it's just one of the best experiences for me I love coming to the oh, doctor's you. office. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Actually, if you don't mind, Bill, sharing the story of what you guys do in the fridge, just to end off. With the fridge? With the notes on the, on the food. Oh, <laughs> so my, my uh, wife will leave notes on, the, on food that's in the fridge. Don't eat this or I'll call Sharon. Or uh, what would Dr. Kim think? Or what would Dr. Kim say? And quite often I'll just eat it anyway and say they're fine with me my numbers are great they don't like me I'm a rock star <laughs> well I think you're all rock stars thank you thank you so much for your time today and sharing your amazing story yeah, thank you thank guys you. for giving us this opportunity we appreciate it thanks so much for tuning in check out the show notes for links to the tools resources and websites that were referenced in this podcast Also, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a comment, tell us what you thought and what you'd like to hear more about. And until next time, grab your hammer and keep building one nail at a time.